So welcome everyone to this podcast and today we have a special guest. It's Dr. Jessica Klein and she hosted some classes for the community and a course about exercising. So in this podcast episode we will dive a bit deeper into exercising what is helpful when it's when it's possible to exercise after sustaining a concussion. So she knows more more about this and I'm really looking forward to this uh, podcast episode with her. So welcome Jessica and first, who are you? Introduce yourself. Um, I would love to hear more. (laughs) Yes, thank you so much Sylvie for inviting me to be on the podcast today. Um, Like Sylvie said, I'm Dr. Jessica Klain. I am a physical therapist. I practice out of Denver, Colorado, but I also provide virtual services in Colorado, across the US, and also across the world, just to really help people get the resources that they need to help heal. So I was really excited. I think it was almost two years ago when Sylvie, you reached out to me via Instagram and you had this dream of starting the concussion community and you asked me to do a couple courses for you. And I think the exercise class was the first one. And then we've done a few others since that. Is that, am I remembering that right? (laughs) It's, it's already, I think one and a half years ago and you were one of the first hosts of, of in the community host some classes and uh, it's a while ago and now we are catching up so that's great yes it's been a while since we've gotten to chat so i'm excited to kind of get into um exercise specifically and really um explain a little bit more about what the course entails and also just talk a little bit more about exercise in general yes yes because these are very I think a very important topic because for me exercises really helps in my concussion recovery and I know it helps a lot of people to exercise again but there is only one question that comes to me every day in my inbox uh, from people who don't know how to start or people who have some troubles with exercising they don't know if it's okay to start right away or if they have to wait. There are so many opinions and so many questions when it comes to exercise and I would love to hear yours. And um, so what do you think when it's uh, the best to start exercising and is it best to start like in a gentle way or pushing yourself a bit? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Right. And I think it's important to recognize that everybody is going to be a little bit different, right? Everybody's kind of pre-injury exercise state is a little bit different. Everybody's concussion is a little different and how everybody's body and brain respond to the concussion or developing post-concussion syndrome is different. So these are really general recommendations and recognizing that it's important to be cleared by your doctor um, and it's important to really pay attention to how your body's responding and not just follow a plan blindly. But we do have lots of really, really great research that comes out about exercising and how it can really help the healing process post-concussion. So we know that exercise helps increase blood flow. Blood flow means more oxygen. More oxygen means more ability for the brain cells to heal, to remodel, to develop neuroplasticity. And that's really what the foundation of post-concussion healing is all about. So 
exercise really is the foundation for providing the best environment for healing. Now, exercise alone is not the be all end all for healing your brain, but it it just provides such a great foundation to allow more healing to happen. So what we know now, which is very different than 20 years ago, is we want to start exercising ASAP after a concussion. And by ASAP, I mean about three to five days. So if you sustain a concussion, you're going to feel maybe really out of it the first couple of days. You're going to be really tired. Let yourself rest. Let yourself sleep. But after a few days, you really do want to start exercising. And I'm not saying go run a 5K as fast as you can, but get out and walk and do something. Get your heart rate up a little bit. Feel a little bit of a sweat. So that really stimulates your nervous system in a really positive way, which we know concussions can affect the nervous system. So the more positive input that we can have to the nervous system as soon as possible, the, the better chance we have at, at helping that nervous system um, function the way that it should and not go into the state of dysautonomia. So exercise as soon as possible within reason, light exercise, see how your body responds. But really, the best research that has come out in the past decade is the Buffalo Concussion Treadmill Test. It is a very specific protocol of exercising in a way that gradually increases your heart rate and gives you very specific parameters of how fast you should walk, the incline that you should walk on, and what you should track every minute. And that data set really gives you a fantastic foundation to start an exercise program in a way that is helpful for healing, but also doesn't send you into too many symptoms or makes you feel too overwhelmed. And it really gives you guidelines to make sure that you're not doing too much, but you're also not doing too little. So did yeah. you ever go through the Buffalo concussion treadmill I did, test? I did, but uh, when, I, when I tried it, there were a lot of questions. I tried this in my first year, so it's, it's a while ago. But um, my question during that time was I tried it and I followed all the rules and everything, but I was still feeling um, a bit overwhelmed and a bit off and I didn't mm. know what to do. So I quit with the test. I didn't get the guidance from a professional. I just did it on my own. So I think that's the mistake I made. But um, I think when people are guided and they can ask questions to someone, it's really helpful for them. So for me, I struggled with the fact that I didn't know if I needed to push myself a bit or if I need to rest a bit more. So what is your opinion from if people have a question? Okay, do I need to push myself or do I, what can I do if I follow all the rules and I still feel off? So what to do? <laughs> That is an excellent question because what I find when I am taking people through that test, either in person or virtually, is that when we present it like a test, the goal is to do as good as possible, to go as far as possible and, and to really extend yourself. And that is really not what we want to do because it, it, 
it can really flare you up for several days or even several weeks because pushing yourself too far on that test doesn't give us an accurate read on what your body is really willing or able to withstand at that point. So we really wanna go into that point where when you really start to feel your familiar symptoms, that, that ends the test, that's it. Because the whole goal of exercising is to exercise at a rate that is healthy for your body, that is promoting blood flow, promoting oxygen, but is not provoking symptoms. And so if on the test, you push through all those symptoms, then we're not gonna get accurate heart rate data to then determine, well, what is the level that you don't get symptoms? And that's what we base our exercise calculation on. So yes, don't don't push through that test. Be really aware of saying, okay, it is time to stop. And usually when I'm guiding people, it's usually me telling them, oh, you don't look good. I'm gonna stop the test. And sometimes people will argue with me and say, no, no, I'm fine. (laughs) Let me keep going. I say, no, we have have the information. We're done and we'll retest in two months and it's probably gonna be better. Yeah, I think that's the hardest thing to know your limits. And for me, um, my, my limits are different every day. So for example, on day one, I was able to do way more than on day four of that week. So it's very hard to know when to stop and um, I think it's really really good idea to get a guidance from you or from someone else from a professional because otherwise like you said you are pushing yourself too much and um, and I always try to stick to my old sports routine so before the mm-hmm. accident I was doing this weightlifting like three times a week or even four times a week mm-hmm. and I try to go back to that after my concussion but I think uh, the aerobic exercise is more effective than weightlifting. So what is your opinion on weightlifting? Or do you advise people to start with it or wait with it? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. And, and I think it's important, this concept that you brought up of what was your routine prior to the concussion and this desire to maybe compare yourself to it or try to get back to that level as soon as possible or what was easy for you before the concussion in theory should be easy for you now and it might be totally different and really kind of regrouping and reestablishing what your body is capable of doing and then slowly progressing up to different levels that you want to achieve So in terms of weightlifting, um, weightlifting tends to be a really hard one post-concussion because weightlifting tends to spike your blood pressure up and down. So if you're lifting something heavy, it tends to spike your blood pressure up and those changes in blood pressure up and down, up and down, up and down through a weightlifting routine can really be a big trigger for concussion symptoms. So I always advise people to really go maybe down to 20% of their pre-concussion weight Mm -hmm. and do low level, high reps, kind of get that muscle memory back, feel like you're in the gym, you're in that environment, 
you, you're still doing something, but trying to minimize those big spikes until we can get your nervous system regulated enough where it can withstand okay. that type of pressure to the system. Yeah, okay. And so, and what if you, uh, for example, if I want to do both of them, I want to do aerobic exercise and maybe like 20 minutes, some light weight lifting. What should I do first? Is this the aerobic exercise or is this weight lifting? What is, what is your advice on this? I think that's personal preference. Me personally, I like to get a little warm. I like to get my heart rate up before I lift. Mm -hmm. um, in general, weightlifting is recommended before aerobic activity because weightlifting requires a little bit more precision skill. So the idea is you don't want to wear yourself out with the aerobic and then not have that ability to execute finite muscle patterns while lifting. But if you're lifting lighter weights and you're not doing high level, like clean and jerks or snatches, then yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it matters which order you okay. go in. Okay, great. <laughs> All right. And, um, and you provided this, um, this 16 week plan for the concussion mm -hmm. and you're guiding people through this plan. And so with this plan, they are able to build up their exercise. So can you tell a bit more about what's inside this plan and how you guide them through the exercises. So what can people expect from it? Yeah, so what I find a lot of times is both for people who maybe didn't exercise regularly before their concussion or people like you, Sylvie, where you're like, I had a routine and I just want to get back to it. Yeah. For both categories of people, getting back to exercise can feel really overwhelming, right? And, and you're always second guessing yourself. Should I do more? Am I doing too much? Am I doing the right things? I don't know, right? And so the 16 week plan is really a guideline to, to give you a framework and to take the guesswork out of it, right? And also to have a little bit of accountability I'm sure we've all been there when we when we know we should exercise, but it's easy to make an excuse like it's too cold or do I have a headache? I'm not sure. But sometimes when you're when you're maybe not feeling 100%, but you go exercise, you end up feeling so much better, right? And sometimes you just need a little bit of help, a little bit of accountability to go and exercise. So I think the framework kind of gives us that that practical life usability. Yeah. In terms of kind of what the 16 weeks look like, I really broke it down into four separate months and started really, really basic where, you know, we were just getting moving, getting into a routine of let's do a little bit of strength training and, and being kind to our nervous system. We start in really easy positions, lightweight, and our aerobic side of it is it could be walking, it could be running, it could be biking, it doesn't really matter. But breaking it down into warming up and then a casual pace and then working in a little bit of interval at whatever pace you feel comfortable and then working our way back down. Just getting used to moving, getting used to how our body responds. And then working our way up through the months where we introduce more 
sitting and standing exercises, heavier weights in month two, three, and four, and then introducing different types of exercise routines where we get a little bit longer in the aerobic capacity, and then introduce different types of intervals into that fourth month. And it's pretty unrealistic, I think, for somebody to take that 16-week plan and be 100% good to go with everything listed as it is. And, and I tell that to all of my people. I tell that to my people training for marathons. This is our ideal plan. But if you're at 80% of what's written down, that's an A plus in my book, right? Plans are meant to have some variability and some flexibility in it based on, you know, maybe your job schedule changes or you're traveling or you sprain your ankle or you or you have a cold, right? Like we need to listen to our bodies. And so the 16 week plan really is is a very, very general guideline that might be appropriate for some people. But even if it is 100% appropriate for you, being able to adjust the plan in the middle of it is really important. Maybe maybe you're flying through it and it feels so easy, right? Sometimes we need to um, you know, adjust it down or adjust it up to make yeah. sure that yeah. we, we get what we want out of it for yeah. you. Yeah. That's true, yeah. And many people with a concussion, they experience some setbacks. And for some people, it lasts a few days, but for some people, it lasts a few weeks. So in the beginning of my recovery, I had sometimes a setback and it lasted for like four weeks. And what is your advice? If you have a setback, do you advise to listen to your body, take all the rest you need, and then when you start to feel better, then start with exercising again or start while you are in that setback. So what is the mm. best thing to do? It's a hard one, but that, that was yeah. the thing I struggled with the most because I really wanted to get out of that setback and I didn't know what to do. Um, so would exercise be helpful or would it hold you back? That is an excellent question. And it, it really does depend on so many factors. But my general advice would be wherever you were at exercising, maybe you were going for a walk for 30 minutes prior to your setback, right? And then you realize, oh man, I'm, I'm in this setback and I just, I cannot walk for 30 minutes. Then my first recommendation is cut everything in 50%. So walk for 15 minutes. If you were lifting weights, cut your weight 50% maybe cut your reps and sets 50% as well and see how you do with that. And, you know, when you're in a setback, everything's elevated. So when you exercise, it's a matter of reflecting on, oh, does this exercise routine, does this escalate or am I still fairly status quo? And as long as it doesn't escalate things within that setback of symptoms, then good yeah exercise is still good for you but if you're in that setback and you've cut everything 50 percent and you're doing things at 50 percent and it still spikes Mm -hmm. your symptoms then maybe we cut another 50 percent and we just find find where you need to be and then 
as you work out of that setback, then it's about progressing back up. Because as a whole, right, exercise is not just good for your post-concussion brain, it is good for everyone. It is good for your cardiovascular health, your joint health, your bone health, right? And so it is important to try to keep exercise as part of your routine, even if you're in a setback. Yeah, yeah, that's so true, yeah. And do you also give people advice, not only on exercise, but also for example, um, what nutrition is best for them? Uh, so you look at the whole package or do you yes. focus on exercise only? <laughs> yes, I focus on everything, yeah. but we know that things can be overwhelming, right? So it's important to prioritize. Right. So if somebody comes to me and they say, I really want to exercise. Great. We are going to start there. And usually what comes out of that as we get to know each other better is how are you managing stress and sleep and nutrition and family and friendships? And all of that will play into how well you are able to heal. What is the environment that you are giving your body and your brain to heal? And so it's really important, I think, to kind of break free of our traditional healthcare expectations, mm -hmm. right? It's so often that you go to one provider and they're just addressing this one little piece of the puzzle, and then it's your job to put all these pieces together. And that can be really overwhelming and frustrating. And sometimes you don't even realize what pieces you're missing yeah, and so yeah. i really try hard to say okay we are prioritizing some of the important things mm -hmm. but we really need to kind of come around and look at the whole thing and if i can't provide all of those things then i have a network of people and certainly the concussion community has an amazing network of different types of providers that can really fill in these puzzle pieces yeah. because those puzzle pieces change, right? It changes yeah. six months out versus four years out, yeah. right? And, and sometimes you don't know what you're missing or you don't know who you should see. Yeah. And yeah. having somebody that can really take a step back and say, tell me everything yeah. and really yeah. allow for trust and no holds bar of, of figuring out what you need at this point in your recovery. Yeah, yeah, that's so important because I think that, that's how I see my concussion recovery. It's like finding all these pieces of, of the puzzle. And it's sometimes you have to look for it at different providers, different resources. So there, most of the time, these all these pieces aren't in one place. And that's mm -hmm. what I try to do, of course, with the community to collect all these pieces of the puzzle so people don't have to look for them themselves. But it can be so hard. And I think this is very helpful to hear your your opinion and your information, your knowledge about exercise, because I know so many people are struggling with it. And I really, really hope this helped them to maybe take the, the first steps back to exercise or to guide them a bit more. And um, yeah, I think this is, this is a great information. Is there anything you think, okay, we missed in this podcast um, if you want to share something else about exercise, please share it with us. <laughs> yes. So 
Um, getting into a little bit more of, of kind of exercise and what that looks like post-concussion. So for some people, they develop something called dysautonomia, which means that the nervous system, so the heart rate and the blood pressure, does not respond appropriately to exercise. And that's something that the Buffalo Concussion Treadmill Test does a really great job of is, is kind of figuring out what's happening during exercise, yeah. right? Because if you have dysautonomia, then you might feel your heart racing when you exercise and that can feel really uncomfortable or you might get a stabbing headache um, while you're exercising. And if we don't have guidelines of how to to exercise without provoking those symptoms and and really exacerbating symptoms then exercise becomes really fearful right and then we tend to avoid it right and and then if we avoid it then it's probably not going to get better yeah right and so I think it's really important to recognize that that exercise is not just about, oh, do it, get motivated, like Mm -hmm. try harder. That is not the case in post-concussion, right? It's really important to to get the guidance to say, what is going on? Why don't you like to exercise? Or what is the limiting thing? And maybe it has nothing to do with concussion symptoms. Maybe you had an old leg break that now bothers you when you exercise too much. Those are all important things to address, again, from this whole person. So we ensure that you're moving forward in a way that is conducive to healing, but is also motivating. Something that you wanna do because you feel like it's helpful. I don't want it to be something that people dread because they're gonna feel terrible afterwards, right? And, and that, that getting over that hump can just be really daunting. And that is something that, that can be overcome, but really is individualized to the person. Yeah. 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 And that's what I like about what you do to help people like personally. So they get the guidance they need. So that's, that's so important. Yeah. That's a great thing. So yeah thank you so much for all the information here and, you're welcome uh, and if people want to want to find you somewhere where can they find you what is your your website or your instagram yeah so my website is the same as my company physio yoga and wellness so it's www.physioyogaandwellness.com i'm also on instagram the physio and the yogini and i'm also on facebook oh this is something that i'm also doing with a business partner of mine we have a facebook group called yoga for balance so really using yoga as an exercise tool to build movement and confidence and and really help with some of that dizziness component that can occur with concussion um so all good things um all my contact is at the what is the name of what is the name of the face yoga for balance yoga for balance yeah 
I will I will share these things in the description of the podcast as well, so people great. can and, uh, and go to it. That's great. Yes, and I'm open just to have people reach out if you have just a question or just a comment. Feel free to reach out. I'm always open to help and have a discussion. Great, thank you so much. <laughs> it's really helpful. Yeah, good. Thanks so much for having me, Sylvie. I love what you're doing in the concussion community. There's just so many amazing resources and I've connected professionally with some of the other people that have done courses on on the platform. And it's just such a wonderful group of people that are just so knowledgeable and so helpful in so many different aspects. And I love to hear that people reach out to you. I didn't know this. I, I always uh, write down your, for example, your website or your Instagram below all the classes, but I didn't know they reached out. So that's that's a great thing. <laughs> so thank you yes. for helping them. Yeah. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yes, of course. So yeah. So thank you everyone for listening. I really hope this helped you. And again, if you need any information from Dr. Jessica Klein, click on one of the links in the description. So you will find her over there. So I hope to see you in the next episode and thank you for listening. <laughs> Thank you for listening to my podcast. I really hope this was helpful for you. If it was, I would love it if you share it on Instagram, in a story or in a post and tag the concussion community in it. I just love to see who is listening. And one last thing, are you listening on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts? Would you maybe do one small thing in return? Leave a short review? The more reviews this podcast will get, the easier it is for other people to find this podcast and to feel less alone and lost in their journey. Thank you so much and I hope to see you next time.